Greetings. Welcome to Space Court. What kind of noise does a phoenix make? Can you recreate uh, that for me, please? Yeah. To the best of your abilities. I think that's more. I like that. Is that like its mating call or? Uh, it's the death rebirth. It's simultaneously uh, happening. It's full moon, bitch. Space cord, space cord. Space cord, space cord. Base cord, space cord. Base cord, space cord. Space cord. We invite you to join us on this voyage of exploration as we discuss life on planet Earth, as this very special, full blue moon is in Taurus. I've recently done an episode about Scorpio archetypes and how something that I wanted to share with you about that episode is that Scorpio moons come into this lifetime with this memory or having been previously burned at the stake. And when I share that information with you, you had a particular response and reaction. We would like to introduce you to a bitch that loves fire, but it's ironic because it's also one of her deepest fears. Julie. Leo Sun. Scorpio Moon. Sagittarius Rising. Yeah, so what came up for me is that uh, I've always had this aversion to fire. Like, I can watch a whole bunch of, like, different kinds of scary movies, gory movies, horror movies, like, you name it, I'm about it, right? But, like, seeing a movie or a show or anything with anybody or hearing about even somebody being burned alive has always been, like, my cap, like, way too fucking much for me. You know, can't do it, not about it, don't want to see it. Makes me wretch, takes me to a horrible place. Never knew why. This is, like, since I was a kid. Never knew why, which always was weird for me because I, I very heavily fire in my chart. So I thought that maybe I should be like, you know, being all about it, but it was just weird. Uh, I remember you telling me that a couple of days ago, which was, you know, pretty strange to hear. And then today we were talking about it and, you know, I blow glass. So at certain points throughout the week, we have to refill the furnace. We have to put fresh glass in the furnace. You know, I wore all my gear. So it's like a leather coat and then leather gloves and a face shield, right? My hair is tied back. I'm doing everything right. You know, they open up the furnace for me to put the glass in. I dump the glass. I come out. And I turn my head and I hear like, and dude, I, I singed my hair on the left side, like my sideburns, like my baby hairs on the back left side of my head, you know, my eyebrows, my eyelashes, like my eyelashes burnt on top and bottom eyelashes. And I burnt my eyelid and I was just like, Close call. I don't know. I hate, like, it was just a lot. And I was like, I freaked out a little bit, not a whole lot. I didn't like cause a scene or anything, but I was just like, oh fuck man, like my bulb, like, am I okay? Like. <laughs> You know, that kind of, and then I realized that my eyelid was burning and I'm like, fuck, dude, this hurts so bad. Jesus Christ, you know, and I'm just like really super grateful that like my eyeball didn't melt out of my face. Right. Um, this is something that has happened before. I mean, it's not necessarily yeah. a reoccurring thing, but you have burned yourself before. Well, I burnt myself like with the pipes, you know, um, with the blowpipe and, and things being too hot with like glory hole doors and furnace doors, stuff like that, you know, like a finger, a hand, okay. um, the side of my arm, shit like that. But I've never like, nothing has ever 
I've never been licked by flame before, you know, in this way. I'm definitely mm. not so close to my face or on my face. Like you were saying, like not even a close call, like the actual, it actually happened. Like, mm. <laughs> oh, okay, cool. Like this, you know, I really singed the hair off my face and my skin so close to my eyeballs, which like I said, could have melted out of my face. It was, um, it was a, it was pretty wild considering like what you were saying about me being, you know, previously burned at the stake or having the memory of being burned at the stake mm. along with the sun being in Scorpio and everything. It was just, I don't know, it was a little wild. <laughs> what was also super interesting about that is how you were saying your habit is to turn your face away from the flames, even though you're all masked oh. up and you have all the gear, right? And yeah. ironically, and as you know, the sun is in Scorpio, it's such the call to like face the flames, you know, and ironically, like that's yeah. protection, right? Exactly. Like I was wearing a face shield, but for whatever reason, I just like, it's just, you know, habit to like, when something is super hot, you want to turn your face from it to protect your face from it, but there's no face shield on the side of your face. So mm. the only way to be protected from the flame is to directly face the flame until I'm out of it, which was crazy because course that's the way to do it but it's just interesting how that translates into what you were telling me about being a scorpio moon yeah you got to face that flame bitch got to face that flame that's where your freedom lies that's where your safety is your protection everything i mean you are the phoenix sun is in scorpio which means the moon is full in taurus and as i understand it this is a blue moon which means you it's like the, the second signs. full moon in a month. Right, which is a rare month. thing. And I did look this up. Rare in the sense of the last time we had a blue moon, which is, again, two full moons in the same month, was in 2018, folks. In March, right? Yeah, bitch. That year, 2018, there were two blue moons. There was one in January and there was one in March. Um, and then there's going to be a blue moon again in 2023. So we've got three more years, folks. That's a ways away. It's rare. I think it's hardy. Uranus, Uranus is conjunct the moon, right? And they're both at eight degrees and 40 minutes in Taurus. Taurus represents what we need to stay alive, like money, food, shelter, etc. Uranus represents need for change. In this case, is things that happen unexpectedly with a lot of difficulty, emotional change, mental change, just societal um, unpredictabilities there. The sun is in Scorpio, also at eight degrees and 40 minutes. Wow. Um, so we've got a triple yeah. 840 going here, folks. We've got Uranus, yeah. which again, to clarify, Uranus, 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 whatever you're most comfortable your with. Uranus. Yeah. It's personal to your liking. So Say it how you want, because I don't know that there is such a correct way. I mean, that's how Uranus would have it, though. Uranus is the great innovator, disruptor of all things. This is the energy mm -hmm. of Uranus. So, of course, it's going to have a name that's Uranus, Uranus, Uranus. What the fuck? It doesn't give a fuck. It wants to be wacky and weird and do whatever it wants. Fun fact, everybody, Uranus is the only planet with like a almost 90 degree tilt. Like how the earth has like a processional tilt is like 26.4 degrees or 25 point. I don't remember what exactly it is. 20 something, mm -hmm. mid twenties. Uranus is almost 90. So it's yeah. just wonky in every sense of the word. So when it's conjunct the moon, we've got the moon in Taurus at 840 also. We've got all these 840s going, which I don't really have any 840 resonance, but I like when triples happen. The Taurus, I think of the bull. I just think of the bull chewing on some grass in the sun leave me alone. I don't want to get up. I don't want to do yeah. it. Doing what it's supposed to do, which is 
eating being. grass. Yeah, I'm just about being, it. You know, just being just on being. Earth. That's like the beauty of it is just to be, you know, I feel like that's so Taurus. And Taurus is beautiful. I know a lot of Taurus that is, they are, they're just, they're beautiful beings. So I get it. Yeah. So with these three things, Uranus conjunct the moon, sun opposite the moon. Yeah. I mean, this conjunction with, I don't know, I hope that's the right word, with uh, Uranus and the moon is possibly triggering unexpected events and, you know, bringing on unexpected reactions. And that's like a pretty strong energy that we're going to be dealing with here. With the sun and Scorpio, Scorpio dealing with death and rebirth, right? It's all about what needs to end and be regenerated. And with the with this being the full moon, the light is being shown on what needs to be, what needs to be nixed, you know? Things need to change. And that's what, that's also what Uranus represents is change. Mm-hmm. That's pretty much like the main the main energy that we're dealing with. I mean, of course, we have stuff going on with like the lunar nodes. We have stuff going on with Lilith, and one of the biggest factors in all of this is that that Capricorn fucking. Mm-hmm. Have you ever seen Metalocalypse? Nope, but it sounds like a bunch of words that I like mixed together. It's exactly what it sounds like. It's just like <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen it, but like when I when I saw like commercials for Metalocalypse on Adult Swim. It was just ragey hairband energy. Mm-hmm. And like, that's exactly what I think when I think about this little trio, this little trifecta here mm-hmm. in Capricorn with Saturn, Jupiter, and Pluto. Yeah. That strong ass energy is what's affecting like the moon, the sun, Mars and Mercury, everything, you know? Yeah. I mean, just a recap, that stellium of Saturn, Pluto, and Jupiter going into Capricorn happened in January of 2020. As you're saying, the effects of that on, you know, the moon and sun. And I mean, that has been happening all year. Like this is a severe, Mm -hmm. like when Julie's talking about that energy and that powerhouse and that, what is it? Mechalocalypse? I'm also (laughs) close. I'm also mixing up Merry Christmas in Hawaiian. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I love it. Yeah, metal ocalypse. Metal ocalypse. Like that. Metal ocalypse. That has been. (laughs) Melikalakamikis. Melikalakamikis. (laughs) That has been happening all year. And we'll continue. Like, we're not done with with that. Right. Um, they're around for a while because they're outer planets, so they move super slow. And it's something that really is like dismantling and destroying because Pluto is the great destroyer. Capricorn is all about the structures that are in place, foundational pieces, work and ambition and career. Like all of those things associated with Capricorn are being like dissolved in one way, shape or form, which we're seeing play out in the pandemic that we're in, in the political scene that is unfolding. All of the ways, shapes, and form that it could, our education system, the economy, all of these things are being shaken. And as a result, obviously, our personal lives have been impacted severely to very mm-hmm. Yeah. Metalopolis, Sagaraka. Yep. <laughs> Nailed it, dude. That's it. Since moon energy doesn't just affect that one day, it affects, you know, the next two weeks. From what I was reading, we got the North Lunar Node in Gemini, which is ruled by the third house, which rules communication, right? So Mm -hmm. the the big question with the Lunar Node in Gemini is where should we be going? Mm -hmm. And that, of course, is relative to the individual. So good time to explore what you want out of life, what you want out of your journey on this earth. You know, the main energy for this whole situation we got going on with the full moon is, you know, full moons are good opportunities to end behaviors and patterns and and habits and situations that are no longer serving you in order to clear the space for the new moon and to bring in 
you know, new things and, and new life and experiences. So for this full moon, because it's dealing so much with health and with change, it's us needing to choose to end something to prepare for that new moon. So with what we got going on in all these planets and such, if you don't take the time to do the work in this full moon, there's a really good chance you're going to wish you did in the next two weeks. I don't know why that is. I don't know who this message is for, but you need to do the work. It's very important. It might be for myself. I don't know. I could be talking to Julie here, but <laughs> it's, it's very important to do that work. I don't know what that mm. means for everybody. Like some people are really serious about it and do like, like rituals and stuff like that. That's great. Some people journal. Awesome. Like mm. do whatever it is that you got to do, but you got to do something. You got to let some things go because if you're not letting things go, they will be forcibly taken. It will be unexpected. Could be very painful. I don't know. I think it's important to bring it again. You know, I love the as above, but I really am more into the so below. We would like to introduce you to a bitch that loves people, but it's ironic because she also can't stand living with people. Rachel. Cancer Sun. Cancer Moon. Gemini Rising. Once again, my friends, I'm in a housemate situation and Ooh. continuing to battle these parts of myself that really enjoy just being by myself. I don't think I like living with other people. And I actually talked to my housemates about this. And I think a lot of not enjoying living with other people is because it brings out these parts of myself that I generally don't have to look at or face. You know, when I'm just by myself, I get to be as clean as I want. I get to be as tidy and I don't have to worry about anything else with regards to those particular areas or arenas of life. When I have housemates, all of a sudden I have these like infrared glasses. I'm imagining like almost like a green screen over my eyes. And like, that's all I see is all this like red shit lit up like all of the time. And so it does, it starts to like really bring out the shadow part of myself that I don't have to look at ever. But now my housemates are here. So this part of myself is like rearing its head and I'm like really agitated. I'm in like a negative mind space. I'm super critical. I'm super judgmental and I hate it. <laughs> like I hate this part of myself and it really is not my housemates, but they are the great illuminators of that. They're the ones that help me bring up these shadows. And I'm like, I don't want to look at the shadows. I still, you know, like I still want to be by myself. So what I do is I will, I will retreat. I'll go on a walk. I'll shut the door to my room, you know? And it's these things that are very ingrained conditions and habits, but I want them to die. Like these are the things that I want to have completed. Like with a full moon, it's all about that completion, ending of the cycle. This is something that I want to work on. So how do I do that? Okay, that means I don't retreat. That means that I leave my door open in my room. That means that I engage intentionally with my housemates, even when... <laughs> I don't want to, you know, like I don't want to talk to anybody, you know, but I have to make those efforts. And this is work for me to break through those shadow parts of myself because my housemates are very accommodating. If, and if I say, I can't stand you, like they'll still stand there and be like, okay, I see you're working on your shadow self. You know, like I'm, I'm given a great opportunity and time and space when I can work on this and do the work because the work is hard no matter what, but I'm supported by so many different parts of life right now. So 
I just want to declare that on this full moon in Taurus episode, the blue moon, that I want to create more habits around that which is uncomfortable for me, really embracing the shadow parts of myself, of this earthly body. I mean, you talked about health and like wellness, you know, being like a focus point, like to have a healthy household, I really do need to step into my shadow completely. And thus, like that will be, that's where the lightness is. I mean, it's super ironic. It's about facing the fucking flame. I keep turning my face and I keep getting burned, you know? I was just going to say, dude, it sounds like you're dealing with the same thing on a different level. (laughs) Yeah. In the new moon that's coming up in Scorpio, I'll have different wishes. But I like this idea of actually like declaring some things. Like for me, this might mean more accountability. I don't know that it's true, but this is the first time that I've done this on Space Court, I think. So, you know. Dude, I do wonder with your housemate situation, are they like ever offended by your uh, desire like to be alone or your like retraction, retractiveness, whatever the word is for that? I feel like I'm in a unique situation in that they're in a fresh relationship. They are 100% smitten with each other. They could give two fucks. You know what I mean? Whether I'm there or not. Like that's not entirely true. Like, of course, I think they care very much about me. But I know what the young love is like, you know, I know what the honeymoon mm-hmm. is and you really don't care about any other people, you know, like. That's if, pretty true. <laughs> if, you, if you can be with the other and that's your person and that's your time and that's like your love, everything else is kind of secondary. So mm-hmm. I'm definitely coming across that too, where I definitely feel like, oh, both of them are like snuggling up on the couch. Like, oh, should I go sit on the couch with them? You know, like, or no, do I go to my room? Like in my brain, it's like, no, you go to your room. Like awkward, I don't, you know. (laughs) But at the same time, like they're inviting me. Like they want to do stuff together, you know. We're trying to find that equilateral triangle, you know, and we force Mm -hmm. it every week where we do like, okay, we're all in this right now. Like, where are we all at? which is good because it does create these intentional spaces. But then the next day it's, there they are on the couch again. So do I go on the couch? Like, I feel like that's their zone. And again, those are like self-imposed my own thoughts, but there is, Mm -hmm. there's a part of me that's like, I don't want to, you know, again, talk about shadow sides. Like, why don't I want to? I don't want to impose on their love session or I don't want to feel awkward, you know, like all this shadow shit where it's like, just do it and then see what happens. And very Mm -hmm. often you face that flame and what happens? You're protected. What happens? You get to see some really beautiful things that you otherwise wouldn't have. A majority of the fears or or mental loops that you had playing in your mind are just that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) They're not anything Mm -hmm. close to reality. So that's what I keep coming across. That's what I keep coming against. That's being asked to die. And I'm just, oh, but it's just safer here. And turn your head one more time. The lick of the flame is, you know, a sweet summer's kiss, you know, in the wintertime. Yeah. So are they offended? I don't think they are. And again, because we have very decent efforts and very continued conversations about like where things really are for everybody and I'm not withholding anything and I'm sure they're not either. So, you know, I express all of these parts of myself that are definitely shadow parts and I express my fears to them and I express my like resistance and I tell them like, I'm not going to initiate anything. Like I really appreciate you knocking on the door and inviting me to your things. And sometimes I'll say yes. And sometimes I'll say no, but this is just where I'm at right now in this process, you know? So Mm-hmm. I appreciate the patience and the understanding, but I'm definitely going to shut my door a lot. <laughs> you know, like, and I'm, I'm definitely going to be aggravated, you know, and they continue to make efforts, you know, which is actually really sweet, you know, because 
in my mind, I'd be like, fuck that shit, you know, bitch, go deal with your shadow somewhere else, you know, (laughs) but they get to do their colonics and have their guava house and like have their mushroom babies. I'm kind of tending to my stuff. Like it is working out in this like wacky way. It it is working Mm -hmm. out. You know, one thing that I do notice, I don't know, I haven't seen anything that relates to like the moon and my chart and stuff about this, but I have noticed that I am like a really great starter and a horrible finisher. And it's really starting to bug me, dude. Like I'll like take on all these projects and I'm really gung-ho about them for like months. And then I just drop them and I'm like, uh, yeah, I'll pick that up eventually. And then I don't, you know, and like, interesting, I'm really bad with time. Like mm-hmm. I'm, I'm late to like almost everything. I'm terrible with time management. Mm. Um, you know, and that really bothers me too, because it's important. Like I have like a lot of people that are really good with that are like willing to do favors for me in terms of like helping me excel, like with my art and everything. Mm. And I like don't show up to things on time or I don't show up to things at all for whatever reason, whether that's because I want to sleep in because I'm tired or because I want to spend time with somebody else. Like my Mm. priorities are like so fucked, you know? And it's, really 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 bugging me and i'm like asking people for help like how do you show up to things on time it's really weird because i was in the military and that's like punctuality is like Mm. everything you have to be punctual and now it's like what i reject that all of a sudden is it all of a sudden i mean is this so this is a recent development you'd say no i was late when i was in the military too but (laughs) (laughs) i don't know how it comes out truth comes out oh i was terrible I was just going to say that I was like in a position um, where I had like a little bit too much power with, for my rank. So I kind of got away with a little bit too much. <laughs> Bitch, that's probably flown. the story of your life though. You're a Leo sun, Scorpio moon with a Sag rising. I feel like power kind of tilts in your favor. Is this wrong? I only had that one example of pretty much my entire military career, mm-hmm. but I, I haven't really done a whole lot uh, that deals with power since then. So I can't say, okay. but it worked out in the situation where it shouldn't work out for anybody like that, you know? I don't know. Yeah. With regard to the time, it brings up, Say did a sinistry for Rain and myself. And when she was looking at Rain's chart, there was some conjunct. I want to say Mars South Node, but I could be wrong. There's no concept of time for her. Like she doesn't understand structure or time. Like if you try to give her a deadline for something, she just like, I mean, it's not on purpose. It's just totally just something like oblivious. So I feel like we definitely need to look under the hood of your birth chart. And I'm sure there's some indicators of like why this is a reoccurring theme for you and what that is. And I don't know if it has to do with the current transits or not, Um, but it does make me wonder, you know, with that Capricorn stellium, this idea of time and structure. I mean, think about work for everybody now. Like the nine to five has pretty much been shot, you know, like because everything's on Zoom now. And like, are you really nine to five on Zoom? I don't know. And not to say that everything is on Zoom. That's a massive generality that isn't true at all. But just with the entire shift. In true Mercury retrograde fashion, this episode recording was unexpectedly interrupted. Don't worry though. Julie knows how to troubleshoot and they continued recording through other devices. Welcome. We were talking about looking under the hood of mm-hmm. your chart and finding out why time is such a challenge and mm-hmm. structure. And then talking also to the possibility that it just is this Capricorn stellium. 
I don't know. I mean, I think it's been a thing that's been that's been happening probably most of my life. But for whatever reason, I feel like it's it's like under the microscope right now. Now it's like really starting to affect me and affect my opportunities and affect my future, you know, and I'm just like, God damn it. Just get it together. Like, stop being late for shit. Stop being like. Yeah. Well, you know what, though? I think because that paradigm of like punctuality is being compromised, you know, on a collective level. Mm-hmm. Now, I think what's being challenged is, like, communicating those things. You know, like, how can you still honor, like, other people's time while communicating honestly that you really can't commit? That's hard, too, because it's also, like, it's a commitment to other people. And that's, of course, it is dealing with other people's time. And I care so deeply about that. And that's one reason why it's bothering me. But also because, like, just for myself, like, I can't continue to take on so much if I can't sort it all out and do it all in an efficient manner. And that is really, you know, and I have so much that I want to do. You know, I have to finish school. I want to learn all of these different media. I'm like starting to try to work in digital while also doing 2D or 3D and, you know, trying to do all of these. 3D, you should be in 5D, bitch. What are you talking about? (laughs) I don't know how to make sculptures in 5D yet, bro. I'm working on it. (laughs) (laughs) But as soon as I do, you're going to be the first one to know. So. Uh, (laughs) but yeah I mean like I don't want to get left behind in the way that this world is moving like we're doing everything online now we you know I got to be able to keep up or like if I want to stay in the arts I got to be able to keep up you know it's like doing that but then I also want to do my plant like do stuff with my plants and and plant more around the house and then I also want to go to the gym and I want to make all of my own food I want to like have time to grow my own food I want to have time to wake up in the morning and meditate and stretch and run and do all this stuff. And I'm just like, wow, I really don't, I don't know. Maybe there are enough hours in the day and I'm just sleeping too fucking much. I don't know. Cause I also want to get eight hours of sleep. What the hell? You know, I feel like there really isn't enough time for me to do all of these things. But I also notice that I spend a good amount of time, not really on my phone anymore because I deleted all of my social media apps, but you know, I spend a good amount of time. I don't even know what I'm doing. I don't even know what where my time is going, dude. I can't tell this you. This might be this might be the first step. Where does your time go? Track that shit. You know, that's a good idea. I probably need to write that shit down. Because <laughs> I'm just like, what? Step like, one, where is your time going? Yeah. Step two, where do you want your time to go? You know? Mm-hmm. Like, and I mean, I think, you know, one thing that jumped out as you were speaking with regards to priorities or wanting to do so many things like you're gonna have to say no to some stuff no how about that i know i know everyone says no to no yeah you need to say yes to no no (laughs) you say yes to no and you say yes to so many other things as a result that's true but it's helpful to understand like what to say no to and that's where i think breaking down like where did your time go to where do you want your time to go to those are some probably good good steps in the right direction to help answer some of those questions, you know? I would like to see if that's, you know, just a me thing or if that's something that's, like, being affected by the planetary bodies. I mean, you can make the connections. That's the thing I also love about astrology is, and with everything in life, like, you can make the connections if you want. That's creativity, my friends. And when you have a language like the stars, I feel like it allows for a lot of possibilities it's like what i imagine to be like cooking i am not a cook but you know as long as you have like a nice foundation you can start to get pretty creative and like really get some pretty exquisite flavors by just understanding like the alchemy 
of different compositions of spices, you know? Mm-hmm. I feel like that's the same thing with, like, planets. And, like, okay, so priorities, time management, boundaries, like, these three themes probably are associated with particular planets. So where are they in your chart? Okay, so how is that potentially playing out? I mean, that's my understanding. I feel like I'm about to dive a little deeper into astrology. Mm-hmm. Because I want to be able to do that, you know. I want to be a good fucking chef in astrology. I think I, <sighs> I think I can do it. Cosmic um, cooking. <laughs> Cosmic cooking one hundred one. Cosmic cooking. Sign up for our Zoom class, guys. <laughs> Coming at you, January twenty twenty two. About it. It'll work. I think it'll be great. We're gonna have a lot of participants. At least three. That's all we need. <laughs> you know, you know what they say. It's a party. More than two, less than four. That's right. They do say that. <laughs> <laughs> You're absolutely right, Cosmic Rachel. Cooking more than two lessons. <laughs> it's great. Obviously, birth something. For sure. Yeah. So we talked about lunar nodes a little bit, which neither of us know about. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, per this entire technological situation that has occurred, Mercury is still in retrograde until November 4th. Post November 4th, it will go direct and be kind of buddy buddy close with Venus in Libra, mm-hmm. which will make for a nice, sweet time. So, soak up that season. Oh, except for the 13th um, and 14th. On the 13th, Mercury is going to be opposite of Mars, which is also in retrograde in Aries until November 14th. So, uh, that's a really good opportunity that 13th to 14th time and maybe weakened energy a couple days before and after, but really good time for uh, things to kind of explode. So stay inside, shut your windows, don't talk to anybody and you should be okay. Women and children first, women and children first. (laughs) Get the lifeboats ready. It's just like pretty strong, uh, somewhat volatile just uh, conflicting energy, lots of like friction within communication and relationships. It's an opportunity, right? With every challenge, there are opportunities for patience, mm-hmm. listening, understanding. If for some reason you have to go outside into the world and you run out of your binge for Netflix and need more popcorn or whatever the situation is, just acknowledge this is the time to breathe and practice those muscles. Mm-hmm. that are underdeveloped mm-hmm. patience listening understanding in that time between the 9th and the 13th be more so the 13th 14th be on the lookout for or prepare yourself for a possibility of destabilizing events it could be natural disaster or human caused disasters you know earthquakes typhoons hurricanes riots war shit like that so um what do you think it's going to be if you had to like spin the wheel of roulette of rebellion earthquake and revolution i don't want to put out anything into the universe <laughs> so i'm nervous to answer that it's question too late. It's too late. but i i'm feeling an earthquake on the west coast are you talking about the big one the big one like the one that like like Ooh. the like the 2012 one where like you shouldn't go on the golden gate bridge kind of where, thing like or, yeah, like where California actually splits in half kind of thing. Yeah, like, I don't know how catastrophic this thing is going to be, but I'm feeling, like, big California, you know, like... Okay, here's the thing about natural disasters. They are inevitable. I mean, I am on the island of Pele, so definitely do I have the reverence 100%. And when she comes to, like, burn shit down, bitch be doing what she does best. That is the ultimate destruction. That is the ultimate creation. There is no greater lesson 
of the impermanence of life than a natural disaster. Yes, is it devastating, but does it like produce like reality checks for everyone? Yes. So I think there's no fault in pun intended. No fault. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's sad. Let's not. <laughs> So I guess the takeaway from all of this is do your freaking work, figure out what needs to be done for you, really, really do it, because if you don't, you're going to be savvy, and then be kind to one another, because this is a hard time for everybody, this is a very tricky time to navigate, so remember your compassion, try to really work that compassion muscle, even when you want to wring someone's neck, and give yourself space, like give yourself space to do what you got to do to be by yourself, do your thing, and communicate efficiently and clearly and deliberately about what you need and what you want, and be honest with yourself, even in the hard things. Don't just dog on yourself, but be totally honest with yourself, because it's really important. Like, you need to see the shit to change the shit. You don't need to dwell in the shit, you just need to see it and change it. That's it. And expect the unexpected and breathe through it. Like we hit the hot spot. Pretty much, man. Earth. Just make time for yourself. Make time for each other. What is it? Face the flame? Face, face the flame or get burned. Face the flame. That's the craziest thing. Face the fucking flame. If you divert away from the flame, you will get hurt. Just face it. Just do it. It's scary. Just do it. You're Just protected. Yep. Yeah, you are good. You are solid. You are held by space court. That's about it. <laughs> Okay, those are the highlights. Great. All right, great. Okay, everybody, I hope you have a great two weeks, and we will circle back. Until then, aloha. Space Court. Space Court. Inspired by our natal chart and sinistry readings of Britney Spears, Space Court will now utilize Britney's Gimme More in our moon introductions. All credit and thanks goes to Britney Spears and her constituents.